0: Many that live deserve death, and some that die deserve life. Can you give it to them? Then do not be too eager to deal out death in judgment, for even the very wise cannot see all ends. Gandalf the Grey Bending Not Breaking Season 4, Episode 7 The Aftermath Welcome back to another episode of Ending Not Breaking, I'm Sunshine. And this is Ben. And we are jazzed for some more Korra content, because I gotta tell you, Korra's
1: pretty great. I'm loving it. I'm still loving it. I'm loving it. I can't wait for the rest of the series.
0: And this episode is another special one. I love special ones. Because we've got some guests with us today, and it's gonna be amazing. Ben, who do we have with us?
1: Y'all, I am pleased to welcome Andrea and Paul, who are the co-hosts of Kin Folklore Pod, who... I love because I, I actually found this podcast by, you know, I was looking for Avatar Podcasts and then I was like, oh my God, they covered Avatar and I was like, okay, let's check it out. And then I got to it and the witty banter, playful, but also at the end, there's just this massive amount of theme discussion that I was like, I want to talk to them. And so Andrea Paul, welcome to the podcast. We're glad you're here. How are you today?
2: Doing good. good. Thanks for, Thanks having, for us.
3: having us. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: great to be here. Really, really excited. And we, we, we enjoy you guys too. We we're we're happy to explore this fandom uh, with you guys and take a little dive into Cora. Um, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna actually cover it later in the uh, probably in March at some point. So we're we're actually excited to get back into exciting, this world. yeah. So it's really cool.
0: That's awesome. Because y'all just did a deep dive into the His Dark Material series, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: That's the series that we started this podcast with. So uh we've been we we started a little over a year ago uh his dark materials we also covered the witcher um and lovecraft country and uh avatar and then we're now we're going back into the world of avatar with korra
1: lots of rich material
2: tons we were we were like kind of we we got to the end of avatar we wanted to go right into Korra, and then you know here came his dark materials because of timelines we were just like wow okay well time to time to take a break and then we'll come back to it so it's exciting to be entering this world i even got my jasmine dragon t-shirt that's on. so cool i'm ready to go <laughs> oh, nice! I,
1: I I need that shirt. I don't have any. Unfortunately, don't have any Avatar merchandise. Any of our listeners, you are welcome to send me Avatar <laughs> merch as a just as a welcome, as a thank you, as a as a nice gift. I will accept it. That's
0: not even true. My fiance gave you
2: very lovely oh, that's true. ornaments. I do have Avatar wow. ornaments for my uh, yes. I do oh,
1: have the Avatar he's
2: ornaments. He's gonna be that's in the true. Sato basement. You are, you he's gonna be in, in the trouble. Sato basement Y'all. at the end of this episode. They're gonna put him down there. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
1: Speaking of this, this is the first time that Sunshine has dropped the fact that he's engaged. I didn't want to bring it up, but since he brought it up, I'm gonna I'm gonna point to it. Sunshine's yeah. engaged. Oh, that's that's right. a that's big right. news. That's a new thing that yeah. happened
0: since last season. Yeah, super excited. the The proposal uh went terribly as planned. Like uh, in regards to like the plan that was set, none of it worked out. But it was a it was a wonderful day and um, super excited about So uh, you're saying that to, your engagement
2: proposal was kind of like Zuko taking an Earth Nation lady out on the town? Is that what you're saying? Like kind of like, you know, hanging out with her? Interesting. And- yeah. <laughs> that
0: was, except, you know, I like to think I have a little bit more game than Zuko did. Uh, okay, good, night. good, um, good. I'm glad. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it was a... Uh, Everything that we had that was kind of planned out was, like, it was supposed to be this nice, like, sushi dinner, and then we were going to, like – it was going to be a really nice proposal. And then, like, the restaurant was at this point where, like, they weren't doing outdoor seating anymore, and so they were only doing takeout and, like, all of this stuff that just started to fall apart. It was a whole yeah. thing. But uh, the outcome was still the, what I was hoping yeah, for. That's that's, that's, a, a, that's a the important, important part. That's all that matters. Exactly. That's the important yeah. part right there,
2: you know? That's it. So it worked
0: yeah. out. But, yeah. But we got – so – Let's talk – we're jumping into okay. this. We're going right into core, into and we're doing this through the lens of judgment today. Judgment. And I feel like we – there's, like, always this connotation that comes with judgment, like, never judge anything. Yeah, judging is bad. And I I think that there's, like, a little bit of pushback that I have to that concept where I almost view judgment itself as a tool, but it's how we are utilizing that tool that mm. doesn't gives us, like – is this a negative way to judge or a positive way to judge? Because sometimes I feel like judgment's a, I have to make judgments in regards to safety, right? Like, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and so how do we use this as a tool to, to navigate the world around us? So that's kind of the lens I kind of dove into this episode with, but, but what about y'all, Andrea, Paul, what, when you think of judgment, what kind of comes to mind?
3: When I, uh, what, as I was looking through the episode, I was thinking about how, uh, we make assumptions and assumptions sometimes lead to uh, judgment. Uh, and, you know, we internally make a judgment about something or someone or a situation because of the assumptions that we come in. And I agree, I don't think that it's always bad. Like sometimes our assumptions are right. But I think we have to be mindful of the assumptions that we're making about something.
2: Yeah, I would I would share that. Yeah. I would share that. And there were, there were some key moments in the episode that kind of highlighted it. There's some stuff that kind of were like, you know, little Easter eggs and, and shout outs for people who followed the previous show that kind of highlighted the judgment at some point, I guess we'll talk about for the characters that judged or what they made. But I, I just, I really think that for me, it is a balancing act, right? It's like, um, it's like not mm. making, sh- making sure that you're not, you know, judging somebody too harshly, judging yourself too harshly. I think self judgment is a big thing. Like, Hey, I'm not good enough or mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not able to do this thing. I know like friends judging you or wanting to like people please because you're worried about your friend's judgment and the negative connotations of that. So I think a lot of that shows up in this episode and um, and having the courage of your convictions as Cora does in this, this particular episode, for sure
1: yeah there's so much there i think there's like you just lifted up several cool things both of you that i'm really excited to dive into but first before we do we need to remind our listeners what happened in the episode so sunshine is going to give a 30 second recap i don't know
0: how many times i have to tell episode. you when it is an odd episode number it is your you turn you are to making recap. things up
1: it's your <laughs> turn
0: all right. well, I feel like I did it last time. You you need to do the recap. I think it's your turn. And I will judge you harshly. On I how think well you should, should
1: be judged it. on the fact that you never delivered the recap. Get set, go. So, okay, so Himako and Bolin are moving in with Asami, and Korra's upset about it, but it's okay. But then police simply just break into Cabbage Corp and then condemn the innocent. And then Korra's like, oh my God, let's go to Sato mansion and, then mansion. and then they drive a car, and then Asami's really cool. And then over here's Sato like, oh my God, we should like you know, she he's tricky. Then he tells up. Chief and Tenzin and then they investigate and is seemingly innocent and then Mako threatens Korra with friendship. Dude, really? Dude. Uh, and then they team <laughs> stop Sato's trap. Sato's trap. There's a dude leads him to the trap and then she's like, you know, Asami's a total badass and then she, you know, Three, Lynn resigns to save the fellow two, officers and that's the end. One.
2: That that's was a trap. I'm impressed. I missed some I'm things. Impressed. Yeah, I missed some nothing things. Important, but... Nothing important. Like, you hit well, thank all
1: you. The- you know what? Again, I'm just so grateful for y'all validating me on my 30 second recap. I feel like sunshine always judges me harshly and y'all's validation is really just kind. Good. And I thought you did uplifting. a pretty solid job there. You're just saying that cuz we have guests. That's true. I'm on my best behavior.
2: <laughs> I love I love it. It's um, like being you know, at the family reunion and watching like, you know, your your uncles and aunts fight or like, you know what I mean? Your uncles are beefing. You're like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Uh,
1: yeah you know it is challenging you can see how challenging if you want to give it a try either of you want to want to test test the rounds
2: check check it out see what it's like to do the 30 second oh, recap I... whoo i think i'm yeah i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go i'll go for it why not Why? here it is so um you know what
1: all right I'll, let's go ready? 30
2: seconds we're going 30 seconds set
1: 30 seconds on the clock okay. on your mark get set Go. All right,
2: Limbae is really, really stressed out because she wants to bring around uh, the villain here, Anon, who just blew up everything inside the bending square. Uh, the bending stadium. She is go ahead and pursuing different things. They get a tip off underneath the bridge from a guy who's actually just setting them up. Seconds. And when setting them up, they get to the basement of sato Sato's basement. Who finds out he's got these big robots who are actually trying to take them out. But you know what, Mako and my dude Bolin save them and they get away. Three, and Asami and two, they are going to live one. at the Air Temple. Stop. That's what I got. That's what I got. <laughs> that was very good. Yeah. good. That was good. That was good. I tried, oh, man. I tried to hit in the spots that you, that you said, hey, you I left a couple out. out. We were going to fill in the full picture, right? So I just put in a couple of things. There, that's,
1: there yeah. See, that's why we do that. That's why we invite you in. And not all of our, all of like many of our guests are like, no, thank you. But, you know, that's bravery listen, right there. I love it.
2: Listen, if, if, a- if <laughs> Aang can bend by having his back thrown into a rock accidentally, I can try that for 30 seconds. It's fine. It's okay. It mm.
1: Nice reference. I love it. <laughs>
0: So so, let's jump into the episode. What what's a big moment uh, in regards to judgment that that either one of y'all saw when watching this episode?
3: I mean, the one that stuck out for me was Korra's uh, assumptions about Asami. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. That was like the first moment I was like, "Whoa, okay." So she makes this comment about um, how she, you know, she thinks that they're when they get to the mansion that. Their, Asami planned shopping and a makeover, which Bowling yeah. is excited about. <laughs> He's like, "Let's go, let's do the makeover." Yeah, where's my pedicure? <laughs> exactly, and I, I related to Bowling in that moment because I also wanted to do the makeover <laughs> and shopping. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but yeah, she sort of she says later, I assumed that you were prissy, and you know that is priss like that sort of attitude of like assuming that someone is is prissy and they're not. A badass like Asami. Like you can be both of those things, Mm -hmm. right? Like she absolutely she's clearly into shopping and makeup and she always looks perfect. Um, somewhat like Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. But like she's also in many ways she is in many ways a badass. I mean, I'm not even fully finished with the series yet, but like Asami is like a clearly a badass. So I I'm really I felt like that was the first moment where uh Korra sort of misjudged her and and made some assumptions about her.
1: Honestly, the way you describe that reminds me of Sokka misjudging Suki Mm -hmm. in the the Mm -hmm. season one of Avatar, Mm -hmm. right? And it's a a pretty similar concept, right? Where Suki is, you know, dressed up, she's in her makeup, and he assumes that because she is a girl that she is incapable of fighting. And then, you know, she gets beasted, or he gets beasted by, by Suki. So... And then they kiss, and so that's also similar. But like you know, it is what it is. There's there's judgment, and often judging a book by their color is you know probably not the best option. Nah, Mm -hmm.
2: unless 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 you are Aang, the Avatar, who has been redeemed in this series for all the judgment that the fandom and everybody heaped on him for taking out the Cabbage Man. He has been redeemed, his redemption, okay? <laughs> Listen, we knew that Cabbage Corp was a freaking malicious organization, and he got there early, and he <laughs> broke up that Cabbage cart every chance he got, down with the 1%. That's all I'm saying. So I think Aang's judgment was down exactly correct. Aang's judgment was correct in this case. So shout out to Aang Hold it down. I thought all that stuff was planted. What did you say? I thought all the Equalist stuff was planted. It was planted, but can't you just tell that he's a little grimy? Like, I mean, you can't tell. Like, he's like... (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not like he's not hanging with Sato. We don't know for sure they're not friends. You know, it's just it is what it is.
1: Fair. Fair.
2: That
3: seems a little judgy. Seems a little judgy. but Listen, I will be okay being
2: judgy because I feel like Aang's judgment was correct. The Cabbage guy had it coming that's all i'm saying his cabbages he even says it my cabbage corp oh it's like you know what that guy his descendants turned out to be grimy one percenters it's fine it's okay it's what it is you know anyway
1: i'm interested in seeing like an entire fanfic on just the creation of cabbage corp uh if you if you're listening and you have a if you haven't know where that is send it my
0: way i want to i want (laughs) to hear about it.
2: it me too
0: well, even as we're kind of navigating the story of, like, Asami and, and the judgments we have about Asami, we then start to push through these, these judgments that Korra has on on Hiroshi and, and, and what he's going on based off of the eavesdropping she's got. And she's not wrong, and I, I don't even know if she goes about it a wrong way, but we do start to see this moment when it comes to how that creates this weird dynamic between Mako and Bolin and Asami as she's kind of putting Hiroshi on on this kind of like chopping block and we see this moment of how easy it is for people to kind of assume like no Hiroshi's done so much good for me there's no way that he's doing bad things and we see that specifically with Mako yeah um and how much like that's a narrative we should push back on yeah like this idea of like oh Jeff Bezos gives a hundred thousand dollars to environmental issues and you're like yeah that he causes and he also like got all of this money over the course of a pandemic so like can we one good deed doesn't necessarily outweigh
2: yeah it's like the collective everything collective right you guys are talking talking about like the collective unconscious like that we all kind of like accept these narratives about like philanthropy and these other things to say hey this person must be a good person because they do this when in actuality it could like a lot of times people do those things as political cover like you know they, he was doing here, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think like that was on full display of like the assumptions that we make and judgments that we make b- b- uh, based on the narratives that we have as a society, or in this case, as Republic City. Republic City just ac- accepted this is who he was, even though he was pretty Machiavellian in his attempts to, to bring down uh, Benders. Yeah. Mhm.
1: So I, I think my question there then with Mako is. When we are in that situation, does generosity cloud judgment? Or to put it another way, does Mako's feeling of indebtedness to Hiroshi cloud judgment as well? And so, and if that is the case, then when people are generous with their time, with their money, with the things that they are able to give to the world, how does that? how do we check that and balance that with the necessity of having to judge them in a way that is safe? It is healthy. That is right. And good. Um, I'm I'm curious, what are are y'all's thoughts on how we, how we balance that act? Like, so when, when people are generous and we feel indebted to someone, how do we also negotiate how to encounter them when it comes to judgment?
3: I think it's really hard. I mean, I, I think that, um, accountability is really important so that we hold people accountable for the things that they do that can cause harm and and suffering. Um, But that doesn't you know, it doesn't always define them as a person. You can be a we're we're all people. Right. And so we hurt people even when we don't intend to um, we that we can still be good people with good intentions and still cause cause harm. Mm in this case, right, this is like a large conspiracy where he's planning to cause a lot of harm. So I think if Maka, like, his daughter does hold him accountable. She says, right, I love you. But, like, she's essentially says, but you can't get away with this, right? If yeah. if Mako was able to sort of compartmentalize his feelings and then also, you know, understand that that he was um, something terrible was happening here maybe he would have acted differently but his assumption was just sort of that Cora was wrong you know that Cora must have had it wrong because this is a good guy and I think we're all we're all vulnerable to that point of view because we Mm. all have um, feelings about who people are based on what we know about them, and when something new is is revealed to us, we don't want to believe the bad things. We want to. I actually think that's what makes people good, mm-hmm. right? We we don't we want to give people the benefit of the doubt. We we want to assume. That they are good through and through because they're doing good acts publicly, but mm. you know we we know that that's not always the case. That sometimes people are pe- always people are complex, but sometimes people are covering as as Paul was saying for um, something more nefarious. Uh, so I think that like it, I understand why Mako and Bolin and Asami had this feeling about oh no this can't be right Korra must be wrong. Um, because they just didn't track with what they knew. This is a person who yeah. sponsored their team, who's shown them great kindness. And, and then suddenly you're saying that this is, oh no, he's actually like part of this evil movement that is, is wants to harm us because they're both benders, yeah. right?
1: And we see Mako confront that betrayal at the end. He's like, you sponsored us. You did all these things. And you could just see the the contempt on his mm-hmm. face from, from that betrayal.
2: Mm-hmm. Um Definitely.
0: there's just so much there. Then he then he gets called a street rat like a
1: ladder.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man I,
0: it made me feel things. Yeah,
2: I think it comes down to agendas uh. too, right? It's like what is your agenda when you're doing so Mako clearly he had an agenda early in the season and everything to, you know, make their team be be successful and the sponsorship and all of those things led to more success and, and them getting to where they wanted to get to. So he, he, his, I would say like, you know, ethics always comes down to, even if it's consciously or subconsciously, Kind of the school of like ethical judgment that you subscribe to and, and in Mako's case I would highly believe he's a consequentialist who believes the outcome is like what it's about like what it what because what, he doesn't believe anything until he sees it with his own eyes and sees the outcome and so what are the consequences of that and 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 I think that's very different for Cora who is like she didn't need to see it everything to believe just basically this is what it is and her agenda is very clear also right so when competing agendas collide that's when you start seeing people have to question things and that's where conflict comes in and i think that's what you see on display Mm. it's like there's some competing agendas happening here getting to the truth and hey how do i take care of myself and those competing agendas collided in this moment and then in the end they made the right choice you know it's it's interesting
1: to me to think about the the comparison between the two also and i i think about cora when she overhears and eavesdrops on sato like she immediately dips out and goes and finds chief beifong and tenzin Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and there is a very clear sense of what is right to Korra, compared Mm -hmm. to like compared to mako like right for mako it seems to value relationship very highly but Korra, like when mako threatens his friendship she's like i don't care Mm -hmm. (laughs) like she is Mm -hmm. so like courageous and willing to do what she believes is right despite the friendship and Mm -hmm. i I struggle with that personally, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I am so – I admire – I I was about to say admirable. I admire Cora deeply for her courage that she's able to just listen to her instincts and follow through with what she believes so committed in, in such a committed way. I just – I find it really compelling. Which works
0: out here. Yeah. In this moment. Correct. Yeah. that <laughs> Sometimes that – does not work out so well for. I Cora. was just I
1: about to say in the
2: <laughs> it's her greatest strength and also her greatest weakness that she's so she has so much conviction and she jumps in so quickly into things and with that lack of hesitation can lead to a lot of victories in life. But then it also sometimes that lack of hesitation can also do exactly what Andrea was talking about, which is all your great intentions can lead to you know basically. Uh, collateral damage like things that you never thought were going to happen and so i think like that's where cora struggles a lot throughout the whole entire series of like like you know jumping in and then thinking about where she's gonna how she's gonna get herself out of the situation later
1: you know yeah wow this is
0: already a great episode thank you all for
2: being here so happy to be here (laughs) thank you for having us
0: there's a small moment that happens in this episode as they're as they're looking at future industries and going through Cabbage Corp and kind of doing their, um, their, like, raids, the police raids. You hear this radio announcer come on and starts to list off, like, a series of headlines. And a lot of those are pointed to kind of craft a narrative around, like, is this just another—is this a—did Lin Beifong mess up the first time? Or mm-hmm. is this—were they working together? Or And they start to pose all these questions, but— they're all very pointed
3: questions
0: with no answers. Buzzfeed articles.
3: Yeah, mean, like watching like these were, it's almost like watching these Tucker Carlson
0: were talk.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: these were yeah. all clickbait. I was listening to those too, and I was like, "Hmm, sounds like our media." Like these, were, it was, it was creating this like narrative that. W- we don't why is this being reported it's none of it you you know none of the answers how can you ask these questions it's it's so irresponsible
2: 100%.
0: when it's how does that shift our judgment as we are experiencing life and how does that how does that shift the judgment and the narrative of the people in republic city how does it shift our judgment and narrative when we hear someone come on fox news and ask like very blatant outlandish questions with like what they are trying to get to a pointed answer You're like that is not even what or is any news going outlet, on right correct um yeah every news outlet is guilty of trying to push a narrative mm-hmm. and so it's how do we how do we root out the truths of that but specifically in this it's just a bunch of random questions with no facts or details and it's just kind of like leaving it up to the people to decide if lynn Beifong is competent in what she is doing well, and it's, like, it's perpetuating yeah. a culture of of fear mm-hmm. right it's creating more and more like
1: uh angst in just the general public and so it's, it's more than just irresponsible it's downright like fear inducing yeah. mm-hmm. harmful mm-hmm. yeah and you
2: know what they say you know what my boy paul atreides says or was told fear is the great mind killer it is uh it is it is shout out to dune like that is what happens like that that idea of a fear can take over a, a society and it starts with one person at a time so it's about conquering those fears mm. and being able in my opinion to to understand like yourself like try not that's the thing of what I thought about self judgment earlier is if every time i'm ready to point a finger out I realize that there's three pointing back at me and I look at, well, you know, if I spot it, I've got it. If I see it in somebody else, it's probably inside of me. Where can I correct it inside myself? Because if I do that, then I'm actually making the world better rather than always calling somebody else out for their flaws. And there's some things we must hold our ground on, right? That are just like, hey, this is just morally corrupt that I, I definitely feel like I'm gonna take a stance on. But most times, even in that, there's a way to get to peace rather than conflict.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I've learned from a prior episode that I'm supposed to in, gesture with my whole hand, all my fingers pointing the right the same direction rather than having several pointed back at me. So I learned that from Sunshine.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the workaround is if you point all like all, all of your fingers in one direction. <laughs> I dig that.
2: I dig that. I'm going to try that one day. Yeah. You
0: know? Like, that's it. <laughs> uh, uh, what were some other moments of judgment that popped up in this episode?
2: Um, I think the poor judgment that came out of a place of pain of um, Mr. Sato there. He was pain in pain. Like, that's where a lot of this stuff comes from. He had a need to avenge his wife's death, right? So his uh, actions were like, somebody wrongfully took someone I love from me, so he made some poor judgment. Deci- he made some poor judgments. He's like he aligned with somebody who has a very, you know, nefarious agenda. He like, you know, utilized his remarkable like wealth and skill because it's not easy to build those robots and everything else that he built. To be able to like do that. So I think, you know, poor judgment is also like something to think about here, too. Like he legitimately made the wrong judgment call about society and about a whole group of people. He thought that benders in all were wrong because a group of benders took did something that was wrong. And I think that's those sweeping indictments of a whole group of people are always poor judgment. So I think that's a judgment I saw really clearly in the episode.
1: Yeah, I I think about this moment with when he starts going on this this story about his whole uh, reason for doing what he's doing and talking to Asami. And it's just it's heart wrenching for Asami to be like I put myself in Asami's position and I sit there and listen to that as my father is who I've cared about. And I didn't believe this of him is now just like yelling at me, telling me what is going on. And I just I feel such deep remorse and sadness for, for for Asami and her experience. And mm-hmm. I, I think about what what would lead me, what position would I have to be in to make the same choice that Sato mm-hmm. is in? And for, for Hiroshi to, to make that decision, I think about myself, I think about, as you said, the amount of pain I would have to be in for that to be my mm-hmm. choice is so immense. And it just really cultivates a sense of compassion now it doesn't cultivate a sense of like forgiveness necessarily yet but it does cultivate a sense of compassion and understanding and I think that that's really important when we think about like judging people who judge Mm -hmm. (laughs) like when we think about how we judge others and it's really important to come at it from a place of of what would I have to be what position would I have to be in in order to make that same decision because I don't know there's sometimes it's unfathomable. I mean a,
2: a lot of the but. rendering right of the avatar itself comes out of a lot of different like spiritual traditions around restoring balance. And you see that very clearly obviously in like the Airben, Air, you know, Air Nomads and how they like go about their business in the world. But even in the other, you know, nations, there 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 is that feeling of like the avatar will bring balance. And and a lot of the traditions like Buddhism and even like I I read a a book about nonviolent communication where it talks about letting go this concept of rightness and wrongness and understanding the needs of the person underneath that's enacting this thing. Right. So this person Mm. has a true need for like like he's right now his need is for closure on the loss of his wife he's using terrible things and yeah. tools to do it but he feels like it's never been you know avenged Nothing, the justice was not served by benders being able to just swiftly take away someone that he loves just because he doesn't have that power and so the better course would have mm-hmm. been to have a dialogue to get to the course of how it could be made right but at that point he is you know firm in his rightness that he should be able to avenge this, as are the Bender's firm is that he's wrong. And the conflict normally chorus task is gonna be, as we see later in the series, to make right and balance out the non-Benders and the Benders and their feelings towards each other, because without it, all you're gonna have is war in the city, you know? So that's, that's, I think, what's on display. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think that he's sort of a stand-in for the equalist followers right mm-hmm. he's he's aggrieved in a very real way mm-hmm. this is a horrible thing that happened to his family you know having the agni kai gang kill his wife and so i think it it allows us to see like why and why people would follow this movement why amon is 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 a compelling villain because the they feel aggrieved and oppressed by it by some of mm-hmm. the benders.
2: Mm-hmm
1: yeah yeah just again like the the amount of true real grievances that the equalist movement has is it's really tragic that Amon capitalizes it in such a fundamentalist and extremist way that like it kind of does the movement takes a forces a backstep in a way but Mm -hmm. I also think that it Really is lifting up an important um, dynamic between benders and non-benders that clearly Korra was impervious to uh, prior to coming to Republic City. But there's just so much there that unless you know, unless you've experienced what, you, what it is like to not have the privilege of bending, that you won't, you don't have the a judgment and the capacity to make a judgment mm-hmm. on <laughs> on what it would be like to not have bending. Right? It, mm-hmm. You lose your it's it's a sense of like uh, taking the, you take it for granted right you you assume that everybody lives the way that you do if you never check yourself
2: yeah, it's very very much so i think i think that that is a that is a big part about getting what what's happening here is that people are making judgments snap judgments about whole groups of people and that somebody has seen in the vacuum a way to in, in that in the vacuum of leadership, because let's be honest, there's a there's a void of the council is not working out. Let's just can we just say that like that this council is not working out, like yeah. And, <laughs> and, I think we can and, say that. In the yeah. void of leadership, you can get someone who rises up. I don't know, maybe we just lived through the last four years that can make aggrieved people or people feel hurt that feel hurt feel like, man, there's only one course of action. There's only one way to deal with this. And you point to other people as the problem versus figuring out ways to bring about each person to the table. And that is something that's like concerning whenever someone's like, you know, like just, that's what the core of xenophobia is right like calling someone else that's the other and saying like hey they're the reason for all your problems this group of people or this group of people and there's never enough blame so i think that's what's happening Anand has tapped into fear pain like real true things that really that i never even thought about till we got to republic city that bending causes that could cause problems in um in society for like people who are non-benders the way that we dunk yeah. on Sokka about being a non-bender all the time and like you know like hit, like they dunked at him so much in the in the previous series so i think like it's important to like parse these things out yeah. and like think about you know how we can live in harmony and not you know look at one group as like totally responsible for your pain you know that's a big piece
1: yeah yeah and we see Sokka as a really important and necessary teacher for ang in the comics yeah. so if you uh, like fyi i'm not going to spoil those um but there's again a huge important piece for Sokka being the non-bender as a teacher for ang um that kind of leads into where we are today Yeah, no, i can't wait
2: i can't wait till we're going to actually cover those leading up to our quora coverage and there's so much in there i agree with i agree with Ooh. you i definitely agree with you on that that's awesome
1: okay uh any other moments of judgment that you all noticed in in the episode
0: here's one for me that sticks out and i don't know if judgment is the perfect lens for this but this is a moment that there's the moment where the our tenzin and lynn and cora jump into Hir- hiroshi's office and ask him about what he's doing and he responds at some point with the line it's just business nothing nefarious and I want to push back on this idea that because it's like oh it's it's business it's not personal so morally mm. it's fine is like that's mm. not a thing. Yeah. Um, is that like business can be nefarious and we see that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, even as we see like the no even this idea of like no I'm I'm taking advantage of someone else's loss for my own personal gain is like yeah maybe mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> but but like this idea of like that we see kind of here this this almost this issue with capitalism here of like it's putting let's put dollars before people as opposed to people before dollars and what that actually means in regards to you know he's funding all of this war mm-hmm. stuff <laughs> with with all of this extra money it was just an interesting moment to me of just kind of like I wanted to push back against this idea. Just a little bit. Um, it's just business, nothing nefarious. Like, nope, super <laughs> nefarious. <laughs> very, 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 very nefarious, <laughs>
2: nefarious, for sure. No question. Oh, man. I love that point. I agree. I totally agree.
0: I also want to point out that he has a secret tunnel.
2: Uh... Secret tunnel. <laughs> well done well done oh my gosh well done who said he's not a bender who said he, um, right? <laughs> yeah That's right.
1: so i i want to lift one up and then i'll invite you all to lift another but for for me one of the things that i want to lift up is we we see this moment with tano at the beginning of the episode who has his bending is gone now because of Amon and we see him physically looking completely different his character is completely different his voice is different his his whole relationship with how he presents himself is is changed and i just i, I think that what this does is gives us a picture gives us an image gives us a, a thing to think about when it looks like when we remove a bending from a a person and a part of their identity from a person when we take away a portion of what has garnered them it is the way that he has moved throughout the world has been reliant on his bending his Uh job everything and that was taken away and this really throws into sharp relief the 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 immense nature of ang's judgment to take away Mm -hmm. ozai's bending and mm-hmm. just the, the act of removing a part of someone's identity, regardless if that piece of their identity is, has the capacity to cause harm, I just, there's so much involved in that that really shows just the immense nature of that act of judgment, and so I just wanted to lift that up. I don't know that I have a a big learning I can take away from it, but I just, I, I noticed it, and I wanted to to bring our attention yeah, to it. Yeah,
2: that's that's a, that's a
3: it it reminded me of um azula at the end of book three of uh avatar she she's going through Mm. so much and it's it's taking a toll on her mentally and and physically and her whole demeanor becomes something Mm. else the this person who is always in control um starts to Mm -hmm. lose control and yeah. I, I, it reminded me very much of that moment with her where suddenly we're not able to recognize her as the same person anymore because everything that she had, everything that she believed about herself, her role in the uh, Fire Nation had changed suddenly and was is slipping away from her. Um, so I, yeah. I think that's a really good moment that you're calling out there because it, it's a small moment, right, in the in the larger part of this uh larger plot of the episode, but it is it's significant yeah.
2: for sure yeah for sure yeah
1: what about y'all do y'all have an, another moment of judgment that you all noticed from the episode
2: I don't know about any more judgment i don't have I don't have like um i i do i mean i guess I, I think the part that really um stands out to me is is you know toss legacy lives on in Lin Beifong. Oh, my gosh. Like and mm. and the fact <laughs> that she would decide that the best course of action um, would be to get outside of the trappings of what it, she perceives as the you know, maybe the problem that her actual position at, in the police force is actually inhibiting her ability to find the answers that there's things she won't be able to get to without leaving. Yeah, there. let's so break some rules. That t- That tough energy of like, I'm going to break some rules is really is really there and present and I think it's and you know it's interesting because she has a complicated relationship with her mom and and that that unfolds later on as we as you get going in the series but there's so much of her in there in the sense of like hey I'm gonna break some rules you know I'm gonna like this is how I'm gonna be best used is I can't play with color within these lines anymore and you see so much atop in that and I think that 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 part really stood out to me
1: well, and what that does for me is it brings up the, the difference between legality, morality, and how we make that judgment, right? And so Lynn was made, made the decision saying, in order to do what is right, what is moral, I need to go outside mm-hmm. of the legality that I am confined by in this position. And I think that that is a, a judgment that we all need to be very prescient around because often, frankly— The laws that we have in place are not always moral and ethical and so how do we continue to aspire to laws that are ethical and moral and how do we confound confront condemn laws that are not and i think that lynn's doing this is a a really resistant act but also a very resilient act in a I thank you for bringing attention to that. I actually didn't write that down, so I I yeah, love man. that. That's no, awesome.
2: It's, it's it really stood out. And Republic City is struggling from that, what you're talking about about this idea around morality versus the law of the land. You know, there that that's really where the problem I think sits of all the things we've been talking about. Is you know, like let's face it, there's been gangs of benders that have been, r- r- you know tearing up the city, you know, and like non-benders are probably having to deal with that. So there's a reason and a cause for this uprising a little bit too. So, and that, and they need to look at the laws in place and whether those are moral and, and how they, how they work. So yeah, I'm with you, man. I think that's a good call out that you made.
1: Ooh, lots of good stuff that we've been able to engage with. Um, before we kind of move on to our next segment are there any other big moments of judgment that we want to talk about before we move on to some gratitude and some some intentions and
0: devotions?
2: i think i'm good yeah no, i don't got anything i think what do you how about you Andrew? yeah, yeah.
0: all
3: right i think we covered yeah. so much
0: i think for me i just to re-highlight how hard the like looking at your parent and Seeing them fall from either a pedestal or like our expectations of what our parents mm-hmm. should be, mm-hmm. and Asami having to to rumble with that and still make the decision that she did, um, and still make that judgment call, and that's why I love her. It's just so like how that's so hard. Um, it's so hard. I feel like we see it all the time in the way that we engage with our parents, um, older generations when it comes to different ideologies or things that they may share, and this idea of like, oh no, it's it's from a different time. And you're like, well, th- they still lived through that time. Like they still had the <laughs> opportunity to change. Um, and kind of just this idea of how do we push back and challenge these people that we, we love or care about or gave a shelter and then see something so fundamentally wrong and say, no, this is wrong. I got to stand up to it. And so I think that that's for Asami is well, and think about the so privilege hard. And that like, she did it. Had we not like, it ends up working out for her, but
1: like thinking about what, what she might've gone through and equating it to what could happen in, in our current state of affairs. If, if someone were for instance, to come out to a parent and say, Hey, this is something I believe in. And I think that, you know, LBGTQ rights are important. And then they're like, Nope, bye. And then they get kicked out. And then all of a sudden they're, they're homeless. But Asami thankfully had a place to go. She had a shelter to live in. Where and, not everyone does. And not everyone does. Not everyone mm-hmm. has the like, frank frankly the privilege that asami has to be ostracized from her home but then to have Mm -hmm. somewhere to go like Mm -hmm. that's that is a huge deal that could have completely changed her life and the scope of Mm -hmm. her being but thankfully asami had somewhere to go totally oh okay so this has been a lot of juicy stuff I, i love this this lens that we've been able to dive into on judgment so uh thank you for being here so far what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a short break everyone we're gonna take a short break we're gonna let have a nice little musical interlude for you all to enjoy in your earbuds and then we will come back with our lens of uh judgment through the element of what element fire fire
0: fire that's right and so we'll 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 see you back in it or i guess we won't see you but you know the deal well you'll we'll be back in a podcast ben we're the host of a podcast we don't see anybody don't make fun of me i'm sorry
1: all right (laughs)
0: all right short break here we go
1: welcome back i am so glad you got to enjoy some music in your ears maybe maybe a little pee break you might just still be listening in, in the car driving whatever it is it's fine no matter welcome welcome back <laughs> we're glad you're here um so what we're going into is we're going into our two final segments with andrea and paul and they have kindly joined us for this part too so thank you again uh first as you all know we are doing our devotion And so with this devotion this week, we are looking at the lens of judgment through the element of fire. And our goal is to set an intention or a goal for the coming week that we can kind of uh, learn from, grow from and become better. That's the goal. How do we become better based off of this, this lens and this element? So Sunshine, I'm handing it off to you. What is your intention? What is your goal for the coming week?
0: so some might say that i have a little fire in me personality wise when you look at like the personality elements of fire and and sometimes that can come off as a very confident and that sometimes can definitely fall into the idea of cocky or overconfident um and there's a moment where mako apologizes to cora for his reactions based off of the way that he behaved earlier and I want to kind of model that this week. There are times where I am wrong. And to be able yes. to step into that space, <laughs> I'm owning it, Ben. Give me a second. <laughs> let, me, let me get there. Um, there, I want to be able to be the person who can acknowledge that, apologize, step into that space, and learn from it. And I think that to kind of push back uh, from the on the judgments that I might have had earlier on, ideally think more about those judgments and impress on them as they're happening, but also a willingness to, uh, to, um, be wrong accept that I'm wrong and learn from those moments is something mm. that I want to have intention for mm. this week. Yeah. I think you do that well already to be fair, but I'm excited to see how you, how you grow from, from this week, next progress, week. not perfection. Just yeah. want to keep getting better.
1: Yeah. Wow, I love that. Okay, so Andrea or Paul, either, either of you would, are welcome to, to join in. Who, who's next? Who wants to share?
3: Go ahead, Chris. Uh, I can go next. Yeah, yeah. so I, I thought about this, how judgment kind of grows like fire, right? It can start with a very small mm. flames or embers and then turn into an inferno. And I think what I would like to do is take a step back. Like, you know, Mr. Sato allowed his judgment of benders to grow into something very nefarious. And I would like to be mindful of my assumptions about others and not let them grow further beyond what they are. Um, So just, you know, when they come up, just take a moment, step back is this actually true or am I judging someone based on limited information or one experience? So I think that's where, where I, I thought about it.
1: I love that. So tempering the flame by asking those questions. I I think that's beautiful. Wow. I love this exercise. It's always baffles me how, you know, doing things like this can help us see like avatar in a whole new way. And anyway, Mm -hmm. it's so cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paul, what about you?
2: so anybody who knows me knows I love uncle Iroh. In fact, I'm wearing them on my chest today, you know? So I, I love uncle Iroh and I, it made me think this part, uh, about his conversation with, with, uh, Zuko, where he talks about the fire element of is is the element of power and people of the fire nation have desire and will and energy and drive to achieve what they want. So I'm going to use my judgment this week and that element of fire to channel my energy positively and not through the lens of any biases. That's my intention. So to, to listen more to people, to understand them before I seek to be understood and to channel that Mm. fire energy to not be destructive, but in building and in warming and in like, like enhancing the relationships that I have.
1: Yeah, that's really neat. I love that. Oh,
0: You're up. It's your turn. Yeah, yeah. These are these are big. You've got to follow up three amazing. I know. (laughs) So that's
1: hard. Um, I I, I guess what I've been thinking about is this, similar to what you were talking about, Andrea. Actually, is just the 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 safety element of fire, right? And and how when fire goes unchecked. As you mentioned, it can turn into this raging inferno, but also it can turn into this, this, the wildfires that scorch California and Australia and all the, all around the world. Right. And how do we temper that? How do we, how do we, how do we do it in a way that makes it so that, because once it gets to that stage, it's, it's hard to control. And so Mm -hmm. for me, it's thinking about the safety involved of, of my, of my judgments and not just, Other's safety, but my safety. Like when I'm really struck by, again, you mentioned it a few times, Paul, but the way we judge ourselves. And so mm. I, I think about like, where is the fire existing around my self judgment that is going unchecked and could evolve and turn into something that is a conflagration that is beyond my control? And I guess the lesson is one I can't control any of it because it's all it does what it is. but I but I can do my best to to work through it and and quell the flames that of self-judgment. And so I guess for me I'm I'm going to be especially as I go into this starting school again for this semester, I I, I am filled with anxiety and so I would just want to mm really put a pause (laughs) on my self judgments and Mm -hmm. and question them and figure out what is the bomb, what is the water bottle that I can pour out some of those fires to to guide me as I judge myself.
2: Mm -hmm. That was a little long
1: winded, but I I did my best. No. I had to follow three great ones. It was lovely.
2: I agree. It was really really important
3: to to check your own your self judgment. And I think that we see Cora do that Like, she has to do that regularly. That's how she evolves Mm -hmm. as a character. She's pretty hard on herself, and that's never – it undermines her power and her courage sometimes. Mm. And I think that that's – it's a really important thing to realize that we don't just judge other people. We judge ourselves as as well. And so uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's great. Me too. Thank you. Yeah, it's
0: great. I'm I'm grateful for you lifting that up. So thank you all so much for for everything that you all have said uh, through – through that process, it's a, it's always an interesting practice to go through. Uh, yes. But speaking about being grateful and, and characters we're grateful for, specifically, you did that on it's, purpose. It's time for our. <laughs> b- it was a segue. It, <laughs> it was a good segue. Seamless, and you was, just you just put up a big old barrier in front of it. It's our really? gratitude segment, y'all. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> It I was, was for doing comedic so effect, well, and you said you did <laughs> that on I'm, purpose. I'm, I'm of grateful for that amazing segue. I'm grateful for that segue. <laughs> Thank you that, so was much. that was amazing. That's good. Well, <laughs> let's talk about
0: what, we're, what the characters we grateful for. Let's talk about <laughs> gratitude. Um, Andrea, Paul, you all are welcome to go first. Who's a character that you're grateful for this episode?
2: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the with what would seem to be a tough take. It would be seem to be a really a one that people would be like, "Huh? Why are you grateful for that guy? He's trash." But I'm gonna go with Hiroshi Sato, and not for the reasons Ooh. that you may think. You know, like I, I I think that what I'm grateful for about Hiroshi Sato is you know to put it in a you know a phrase, "But for the grace of God, there go I." Right, like. That example of what can happen to a human being if they hold on to bitterness and resentment and think that they can control an outcome, I'm thankful for, for that example of what that is so I don't go there and can avoid that. That example of what that is can al- also help us to not go down that path and root out those things mm-hmm. inside of ourselves that lead to like a downward spiral. Because had he been able to make peace with himself about the loss of his wife, then none of this plays out like this for him. So his outcome really is in his own hands. So that that attitude of like, I can, you know, really impact my outcome by my mental state and where I am in my thought process and how I deal with myself, that self judgment we were talking about to really do it positively. Mm. Um, that is why I'm grateful for him because he is a very strong example of breaking trust and, and, and with yourself first and what resentment and gratitude can do, and then the loss of that relationship with his daughter, what that led to. And, and so, you don't get anything positive out of a negative approach. So, that's why I think I'm grateful for him to, to learn that lesson. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you for, for that. That was incredibly articulate. I loved it.
2: No, no, I like the wow. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him before he was a trash bag. You know what I mean? What I, was saying. I, was, <laughs> I felt Sami's I felt pain. I was like, oh,
3: man, that's terrible. Anyway.
1: Ugh. Well, Andrea, who are you grateful for?
3: I am grateful for Lin Beifong. I'm grateful for her courage to stand up when she knows something is wrong. And I thought about her... Mm. At, the, at the end of this episode, she makes a very difficult decision, which is to put her herself in her position last and put her people in what's right first. Mm. And, mm. you know, in my... In my day job, I am a, a leader of a team of of people who look to me to stand up for uh, to the larger institution when they they think something isn't going right, and it, it it can be really hard to make that. Well, if I say this, then you know I could get in trouble, or you know it's hard to balance my own self interest and ambition and what is right for the people who um, I, I manage and supervise. And so I like to think about characters who put their people first. And she really makes a decision to step outside the law because her officers have been captured and hurt and she wants to stand up for them. So I really admire that and I'm very grateful for her, her example.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I admire all those things too. Those are... I, 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 this practice makes me appreciate characters more. I like this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so I'll go, and then Sunshine, you can go. Is sure. That fair? Uh, so for me, I'm I want to talk about Asami more because we didn't talk about her enough. Because we never talk. We about never Asami did. You can never talk
3: about Asami. Enough, she is a ever. goddess. She is. Um,
1: but yeah, I, I the the reason I'm grateful for her is a lot about what we talked about this this moment where she chooses to go against family. In order to do what she believes is right because we are many of us i was about to say we are all but like many many of us are pretty heavily confronted with family who have very different ideals than we do around what is what is right and especially in our political environment nowadays we are just constantly being in flux with what is allowed to be talked about at the dinner table. What are, what are the taboo topics? And not only does she just like bypass the topic, but she zaps dad and it's, it's just really an example for us. And I don't necessarily suggest that we should all electrocute our, our parents or the people (laughs) we disagree with, but I, but I, (laughs) right. But I, but I do think that her modeling, this really gives us, capacity for and and seeing how it turns out in the long run gives us gives me hope that we we can stand up to the people who we disagree with who we love and deeply cherish and still emerge
0: with progress that's 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 why i'm grateful for asami Mm
2: -hmm. yeah she's awesome
0: absolutely fantastic all right mine i'm going mako and it's for what i lifted up in my uh devotion segment i just this idea of I think too many times we get challenged with not having the right answer or, or doing something incorrectly and we double down on it or we, yeah. we build up a, a, a big defense or, or we start talking about intent instead of impact and all of these things come to a head. And I, I appreciate the way that he just said, I was wrong.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I, mm. This friendship is important to me. I made a mistake. And and owning that. And I think that that's something that if all of us could do that just like a little bit better. Just a little bit better. (laughs) Just a little bit better. we're a lot better. Then where we would be societally would just be so much further down Mm. the line than Mm. than Mm. where we feel like we are um, now. So that's a moment for me that that's – yeah, Mako's my character.
3: Yeah.
1: Man.
0: Y'all, this has been an exceptional – content like
1: exceptional episode full of wonderful content so thank you for for being here it's been so cool before we yeah, thank we leave, you so much can you for tell us? us
2: yeah we enjoyed absolutely
0: and before we go tell us all the places where we can find all of all of the content from y'all where because uh, i'm sure that people heard this episode and said yep
1: well,
0: i want I, to hear more got, of them <laughs> we got another podcast to add to the list and so where can we find all your stuff
2: well yeah man I, I, first before we even go that deep into, I just want to say like like, tangible thank you this has been so fun to talk and we enjoy you guys and we enjoy you know talking about this show but it's really great to meet with other people that are as passionate as us about you know this world so um, you can find our stuff um, Kin Folklore is the name of the podcast it's across any place where you get podcasts Stitcher Apple uh, Spotify all those different places and then um you also can find us at Kin Folklore Pod on Twitter and Kin Folklore Pod on Instagram. And then we have a um, Kin Folklore Facebook page where we do a lot of like, you know, interacting with with people there. So please follow us there as well and uh, or reach out to us at Kin at Gmail dot com. So any of those places
1: all the cool things yes. yeah and remember everyone you can find us at bnb underscore pod on all the same things we also have a TikTok and a patreon if you want to join us on patreon and support us that way we would super appreciate it that'd be cool um we have lots of cool perks on there you get live episodes every now and then with us you can join us for a live episode join our facebook group where we have all of our patrons in discussing episodes you can suggest lenses for future episodes And all around, lots of cool stuff. Bonus episodes, lots of cool stuff. I recommend it. All the goodies. All the goodies. Also, supporting us by giving us, you know, a five-star review. (laughs) Always appreciated. If it's really good, we'll read it on the podcast.
0: Yeah like subscribe all the things y'all thank you so much andrea paul thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your day to to talk with us we've we've loved having you always welcome back for another episode there's there's so many more seasons of core that we could talk about so (laughs) more than happy to have you all back on the show but um listeners thank you so much for listening i'm sunshine mayfield this has been pruitt and this has been bending not breaking thank y'all so much
1: bye-bye